This is Dojo Live, Tech Without Borders, stories that bring us together. Hello and welcome to Dojo Live this Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. Um, My name is Kim Lantis and it's my pleasure. I'm really excited to be talking about today's topic, which is the future of connected group travel. And we're going to be answering the question of how could emerging technologies transform group trips and event discovery? Uh, Here to help me with that is, of course, my faithful co-host, America Guerrero. Here I am. Always on time. Thank you, Kim. Hey, Jason. Yes. And of course, the guest of honor, the most important person, Jason Van Esso, who is the founder and CEO of Crewfair. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, America. Appreciate you having us. Yes, it's really exciting. Um, I'm excited to talk about sort of this entire vertical that you and your team are trailblazing and kind of creating. As far as I know, I haven't really heard much of any other travel tech out there like Crewfair. Uh, but before we get into that, we'd love to know the Jason story just a little bit. If you could give us some of your background, you know, and what's led up to founding Crewfair. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, it's crazy that's December already. Wow. <laughs> you just shocked me. Um, anyway, um, yeah, time flies. And I got into the events industry when I was a freshman in college. So I was 18 years old at the University of Miami. And I started throwing my own events, and those events got larger. I can hear a lot of fun around that story. Yeah, soon I was throwing events with thousands of people and I was making uh, a lot of connections and everybody was like, where should we go on spring break or where should we go on this trip or that trip? So it kind of evolved into now I'm planning trips and I kind of just went for it. And then when I started planning trips, I didn't realize what I was getting into, Um, like most people who you know, even when you plan a trip of 10 of your friends, it's a nightmare. Imagine planning oh, yeah. a thousand plus of your friends. And, and I don't know how old you are, but 18 years old, you're looking at least, this at least 10 years ago, probably. And it was probably even a lot harder then than it is today. Yeah, I'm 29. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, transparently, what's shocking is the exact same technology exists today that existed 11 or 10 years ago. Um, so that's one of the primary motivations for how we're here today and what we're doing at crew fair. Um, but yeah, those trips just grew. Um, that company is still around today, that travel agency. I don't still like run it on my day today, but, um, yeah, it's, it kind of evolved from a need of, I was tired of the inefficiencies of sitting on spreadsheets late at night and, you know, trying to build out, um, you know, bootleg solutions and websites to, accommodate because 10 years ago we were doing things like split payments and payment plans and Mm. you know like a lot of variety of extras and things that you can't even really package today um in technology that exists so that's my story of how i got into travel i kind of became obsessed with it i love to travel anyway um when it's not including work and then um after college i got a job in hospitality um working for a hospitality group in miami and I was running all their technology, marketing, nightlife, and special events. And when I was working um, with them, I recognized that a lot of the largest special events we worked with, which were very known brands in the space, mm-hmm. um, they were also encountering the same problems with travel. I was in my early 20s, and some events that have hundreds of thousands of attendees or are very prestigious global events were having 
the same issues. They had somebody that didn't really know what they were doing on a spreadsheet, mm -hmm. managing a huge budget, um, you know, and there was no real technology to support them. Like there is in every other industry um, across the board. Right. So uh, when COVID happened, I quit my job. Uh, my two co-founders who were good friends of mine from college and uh, we worked together as well, um, joined the team and we started out um, in 2021 in May with our first event. And now we've blinked and we have a large team, hundreds of events globally. Um, it's gotten crazy pretty quick. So Wow. That's wild because I think of it, you know, I guess there's one of two ways. Like what made you think the pandemic, the middle when events are shutting down, I guess, right and left was the time to pull the trigger versus, you know what, maybe let's waiting, waiting. I mean, in theory, it's got to end someday, right? So was that your motivation of being on top of it and ready to strike or? No, I mean, it was definitely scary. I mean, honestly, like when I initially quit my job, I had I had always wanted to do this concept of crew fair. I just didn't have the energy. Like I had a full-time job. I liked what I was doing. I was making good money. I enjoyed it. So I didn't really like, in order to do something like this, you have to be like fully in it. So I had, you know, the name, I had the domain, we started working on like a sample website, um, you know, and it's, it was one of those things that I always wanted to do. And then finally, I just woke up one day and I was like, I just want to pull the trigger and do it. And I think it's partially, I'm just not good at sitting around and doing nothing. Mm -hmm. When COVID happened, like I went from being the busiest person ever with all these events and trips and yeah. venues and events like all over the globe. And I was sitting at home watching like, like survivor and amazing race <laughs> friends. and I was like I need to like do something with my time so I started um working on the concept and it kind of developed and that's how we got here I don't think there was a real plan of like uh -huh. when should we launch I think once events were coming back is when we got our first clients that gave nice. us a shot to um to do good business and you know um, make it happen Perfect. So you already mentioned clients. I'm curious as to exactly who you target, what type of clients um, are utilizing crew fare. But before we do that, maybe we should back up and say exactly what it is, the problem that you're solving. You know, you mentioned, um, you know, group travel uh, events, but how does it work? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so we're solving a couple of, of problems. I think I'll start with our first product that we launched is crew fare all access. And that addresses a need for if you have a large event and you're bringing a million people, 100,000 people, 50,000 people to a place, um, even if you don't care about monetization on that, which most events want to make money on the travel, like think about it, they make money on everything. They make money on the ticket sales, the merchandise, the food and beverage, you know, like the sponsorship, like they're making money across the board on all these different angles and they're not getting a piece of the pie when it comes to travel. Um, and also they want to provide a better experience for their guests. Right. And I think like, that's what we care the most about is when you think about the landscape, like an event is not just your one day event or your three day event. The event starts when you land at the airport in that city. And you're like, if you had a great time, that's reflective of the city it was in. Of the Arguably it starts well before when you're planning it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Having a good experience when you book it as well. But um, yeah, it's a great point. So I think like for us, the goal was to add value to a large events at first through all access where now they don't need to deal with the headache and 
you know, most of them don't have the expertise. Travel is not something you can just like figure out tomorrow. We've been doing this, you know, over a decade. Um, <clears throat> we have a lot of relationships in the space. We understand that we're in a high stakes business. Like you can't show up for your hotel or your trip and not get exactly what you think you're getting, right? That's a bad experience. So um, there's a lot that goes into it from getting the deals to managing the customer service, building out the technology, making sure that guests get what they're expecting. Um, and events are not equipped to do that, right? They would have to hire a full team. They would have to invest a lot of time and energy into something that's really just incremental uh, revenue for them at the end of the day. Um, but it's still nice to have, and it's still a great offering to, you know, for your guests to save money and make it easier for them to book, you know, uh, your tickets and increase conversion. We also offer a lot of flexible payment options. So like a year in advance, who wants to go and spend thousands of dollars on a hotel flight and your tickets. So now you can put down $99 today and book your travel through crew fare while doing a layaway on your ticket as well. So it kind of gets that buy-in as you're planning with your group of 10 friends, right? Not everybody's ready to pull trigger maybe. So there's a lot of things that we're doing in that regard. And then our other products that have launched since then um, have been a result of trying to solve real needs that these same businesses are experiencing, right? Whether it's tour operators, universities, large brands, wedding planners. I mean, anybody who's doing enterprise travel with tens, hundreds of thousands of people um, we're creating solutions and we have created five tech products that support different things, whether you're trying to manage your backend travel, if you're trying to package travel, um, integrate with ticketing or POS systems, as well as um, actually just sourcing those deals and creating supply, uh, supply side technology. So those are our five products. Um, and yeah, we're, we're doing a lot and that's only the beginning. We have a lot of other things in the works that are coming in the future. But the real goal is to solve problems in the space that if you're not just the casual traveler that's booking on the normal OTAs or direct websites, like we won't lie to you. If you're two people, there's tons of solutions out there for you to book travel that are great. Um, however, when you go to a large event, it's similar to going to a wedding. You might not know the, the, the other people attending the wedding, but generally speaking, you're included in that group. You're all, you're traveling for the same common reason. Um, and as such, you're kind of considered as a group. So we're creating groups out of individuals as well, right? And that's unique, I think, in the space where it's more fun to stay at a hotel where everybody's a fan of that artist or that, you know, type of genre of music or whatever it might be, right? Mm -hmm. I'm curious about the behavior of your users. So you are starting in 2021. I do remember my aunts, my family members were like 50 years old and they were like scared of the world. But I also remember my cousins who were like 20, 25, and they were like eager to explore the world. So what was like the behavior of your customers when they starting to reaching out to you? Yeah, I mean, I think at, at first music events were kind of the first ones back, especially domestic music events in the U.S. So those were our main clients at first. Um, since then, it expanded to a lot of different genres. We have conferences, more corporate style events. We have culture events, large food festivals. I mean, you name it, sporting events, we're doing it. Um, and then late last year, it expanded to global events reopening. Um, so I'd say like mid-2022 is when those events came back. 
So since then, we've started to do a lot of events globally. We do a lot of the major events in Canada, Thailand, Europe, um, and rapidly growing. We're multi-language, multi-currency. So the solution can work for um, mm -hmm. any country, but also it's cool for global events that attract a global audience, right? So they might have people attending from Canada and Mexico and, you know, LATAM, et cetera. So uh, we provide for all that. Nice. So your client is the the festival or the event itself, Correct. not the hotel where the event is taking place or well, all, like how, well, we, how does we that look, work? We look at it like a triangle, right? Like at each end, there's a different stakeholder. So on one end, yes, you have the large events or the brands or venues. Like we, anybody who's doing a lot of travel, we can support them, whether it's a stadium, a team, whatever it might be, right? Then on the other end, you have suppliers who, um, hotels, rental car companies, private drivers, whatever else there might be as part of the travel experience. And they really want to be a part of these cool events, um, especially these citywide events and happening in their neck of the woods. But there hasn't really been a technology to allow them to connect seamlessly. It's generally a lot of work. They don't really speak the same language um, to like what is the desired result um and then you have the guest at the top right who the guest wants curation they want a better deal they want more flexible terms um you know and then the events right they want to monetize and provide a better experience for their guests so i think the way that we do it creates a win-win-win for everybody where mm -hmm. we are still concerned about the guests attending we provide city guides we try to go beyond just like oh you booked with us like we try to advise what should you do when you get there Nice. Uh, how can you maximize your experience even down to like what should you wear um and then with hotels right it's like we don't come in with like that aggressive of a proposition right so i think it's it creates a win-win for everybody and you know i think over time that's what's going to fundamentally shift the landscape of groups traveling especially for entertainment style events because you know when you talk about nine under nine rooms going somewhere it's already pretty covered but when you talk about over 10 anybody mm -hmm. that does that for a living or does that on a daily basis it's mind-blowing like a lot of respect to everybody who works at every hotel in the world like it's a lot of work um managing like more than 10 or 15 groups at once when they all think they're the most important group mm -hmm. without technology it's insane um, it is insane a lot of our solutions can be used by hotel groups as well if they want to package experiences, if they want to, um, you know, manage their groups via our platform, they're also able to do that. Does it work like a light white label? I mean, what does the the front end of this look like to the user? Like, are they aware that this is powered by Crewfare, or does it present as the event itself? Yeah, so it depends on the product. Um, we have a handful of products that are fully white label. And those are meant more for like enterprise companies that do this already as their job, right? Um, one of our partners is Student City. They're a large like student travel tour operator. So essentially, like you go to their site, everything is custom to Student City. Like their logo, it's coming from their email. Like you would have no idea it's crew fair powering their technology, um, which is how they want it and ultimately how we want it, right? Like we want to be a long-term partner for them to provide like new features and technology. So we don't need people to be like, Hey, that's powered by crew fair. When we provide the travel, we do need to um, be the merchant on record and be displayed somewhere. So that way people aren't like, what is this crew fair thing that I'm booking with? So 
it just depends on the product, right? But yeah, the, the goal is even on our non-white label, um, you know, tech, it's it's really very minimal branding for Crew Fair. The idea is that this is a very on-brand experience for whatever event um, partner we have, and we make it very easy. They only have to send us a banner image and we take care of the rest um, from start to finish of the process. Oh, wow. okay. I wanted to know, like, for the user experience side, and I think that there is a point that you are like a consulting uh, service uh, provider, right? So there is a platform and you also help them to make this platform, for example, if you're a business and this example that you gave us for this student group. So they give you the banner, but what if they need more information or do you need more information and they don't know? So do you need to be like an expert? Do you need to know these technical terms or how does it work? Yeah, so in, uh -huh. <laughs> in, in that example, right, they have a full backend to manage everything that they want to do um, versus like what I'm saying is if let's say you had a hundred thousand person food festival that you do somewhere in the world, you're very successful, obviously, in producing that event. There's a lot of moving pieces to make that a successful event every year. And maybe you don't offer travel already and you want to, or maybe you've offered it before and it just didn't go well because you didn't have good technology, you didn't have the bandwidth, you didn't have the experience, whatever the case might be, right? Um, the way that we work is we approach that event or they approach us. We say, hey, what are your needs, right? Um, we do like kind of a consultation to understand how many people are you expecting? What type of traveler do you have? Are they an older demographic who wants a nicer hotel? Are they younger? Like, you know, for us, we try to provide curation, but still with enough optionality where it's like, you know, a Chipotle menu of sorts is how I like to phrase it, right? It's like nobody goes into, into Chipotle and can't find a bowl or something that they can order. Um, so we have different price points, different locations, different styles of hotels um, based on the amount of guests that we anticipate coming. And we do all of that legwork. So from start to finish, we go and source those deals, help them market it, help them integrate it, build out the technology, manage all the customer service, and ultimately make sure that the guest gets into their room. So the event shouldn't have to hear about a hotel, talk about a hotel, think about a hotel, um, any travel. And at the end of the day, they're monetizing on every purchase as well. So the, the customer wins, they get a better deal. The event is winning for, um, you know, for monetizing and providing a better experience. And hotels are now getting amazing marketing, you know, that they weren't getting before in these markets. So that's really the value prop to each stakeholder. That's great. I'd like to really talk about the technology side that we're talking about. Um, the question that we're answering, you know, is emerging technologies, how this is transforming group trips and event discovery. Clearly, the technology that we're referring to here is, is crew fare itself. But what types of shifts have you seen in the travel and hospitality industry as a whole? I mean, we mentioned earlier in the show that in the last 10 years, it's still been clunky. It's still been very spreadsheet based. Right. But is there anything that's very up and coming or do you what do you expect to see happen? I mean, I think we're, we're the up and coming ones in the space, honestly. Um, I know that's an easy answer, but I think, yeah, like when you think about how people are traveling now, they're traveling for experience. They're mm -hmm. not traveling for desti destination as much anymore. So I think like the key is how can you enable people to discover experience? How can you enable them to book experience? How can you make that process seamless? Um, and I think that's what we're doing right through our technology is, you know, if I know that 
Kim likes a certain type of event, um, that makes it a lot easier for her to know that, hey, if Crew Fair can curate options for me of what I would like, I can now travel with my friends and plan my trips around things that are already existing, but I might, I just might not have known about them. Um, and I think that's what's exciting, right? Is where do you go to discover events? And alternatively, where do events go to be discovered? Um, at least on a travel side of things. So I think that's what a lot of our events are seeing on our platform is we're driving a lot of value to them through our traffic and our, our audience um, that they actually didn't have before. Of course, some of the major events they already have there. Mm -hmm. you know, if you're talking about like a World Cup or something like that, people know about it, but yeah. still they might not know um, all the aspects of it and how to actually book that trip and make it seamless. And, you know, we're, we're helping even those type of events to um, figure out it's a massive problem, right? When you have an event of that scale, how do you even manage it? Um, so that's, that's where we come in as experts, not only in doing it, but also providing the technology to enable those who know how to do it themselves to do it themselves. Perfect. And I think too, in terms of like the payment option, you're talking about, um, the flexibility side. I mean, you just mentioned World Cup. What came to my mind earlier was the Olympics, you know, events that are being planned years, decades, I don't know, in yeah. advance. Uh, but a lot of times, and I think that means that the people going to these events need to plan ahead as well, but that's not always the case. But if I have the, <laughs> love the Chipotle Bowl analogy, uh, you know, but if I have the ability to, you know what, my bucket list is to see the Olympics, I'm going to do it. I don't know how, but I'm going to start paying for it right now. And I have this, this ability to make that happen and to lay it all out in front of me. I mean, I can totally see why users would get behind this and myself included, because it makes what feels potentially impossible, possible, digestible, you know, the, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time kind of mentality. Exactly. And I think it appeals to a wide range, right? It's not just young people that want to travel that way. I think it's, it's everybody, right? Um, a lot of the travels in the past two or three years, especially coming out of the pandemic have been around experience travel, right? You've traveled for weddings, you've traveled for, you know, family reunions, you've traveled for sporting events, music. So it's very, you know, of course, people go on vacation and they plan that either through a travel agent or through other resources, but we're looking to be that source of discovery, but also make it easy and simple for those who want to plan um, really cool experiences. To be passionate about traveling, is that a requirement for your employees or to be part of the your company? I don't think it's a requirement, but I think like everybody that works for us um, sees the vision, right? And a lot of us have been friends even before working at Crew Fair. I think um, it's important that you work with in, in, in doing something that you love to do, right? And maybe you don't love traveling, but maybe you love um, providing a great experience and seeing people happy after that experience, right? I don't know, right? But I think that's what's important. I do think 99% of our team probably loves traveling and we're a fully remote company, which um, is unique in the space. I mean, maybe not as unique anymore, but I think a lot of people are going back to the office and we are not. So um they have the ability to travel wherever and that's exciting. I mean, I'm always on the road as well. So yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a positive, right? I get a lot of my best ideas and inspiration when I'm traveling um, as well. Wow. 
You can use Crew Fair to plan the Crew Fair team building week at the getaway destination of, of your choice. <laughs> you know, talking about utilizing Crew Fair, you know, as a team, let, I, one of my questions is about the scalability of this. Uh, earlier, you'd mentioned things like small scale things like a family reunion, you know, this intimate thing where more traditionally I might think of using a travel agency for this. And then we've got, you know, the Olympics or the World Cup. Where are you at right now? Like, who is your primary target? Or is it set up for me to plan my family reunion via crew fair? Or is that in your future? Yeah, not yet today. Um, where where we started out was we were only focused on providing the largest events and doing smaller quantity, but higher quality. And that makes uh, sense, right? Because yeah. you're a business, you got to eat. <laughs> yeah, but also, I mean, the argument is as well, right? If we could handle the largest events in the world, handle the pretty sure we could handle the reunion, you know? So um, He's faithful and little is faithful and much, right? Yeah, you, you hope at least, right? It depends. If we're talking about Mexican families, I mean, my father had like 10 brothers and sisters and every brother and sister had like five. So it's like, if you do the math, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, we might have to talk after this. That sounds really good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we're, we have scaled a lot. We're able to take on hundreds, thousands more clients with our current capacity. So the issue is not about scale it's just about getting it out there right i think we're a newer company i think we've done a lot in only two years which is exciting we have a long way to go um but yeah we're we're open for business we're not doing small family reunions yet but we are doing any type of event that we feel like is a global event that people might want to travel to perfect what's that process look like if someone's listening an event planner of sorts and they are interested in getting started what's the timeline yeah, so they head to crewfair.com. Um, we have a, a ton of information about our products on our contact form. You could schedule a demo on the top right. And with our team, they'll walk you through kind of based on your needs and that, those con consulting questions that we'll ask. We'll recommend what product and what situation is best. We could have sites up in five minutes or it could take three to four weeks, right? Depending on the scale of the event, depending on where it is. But I'd say like, yeah, the average lead time ideally is a week or two wow. to get a site live. Um, and yeah, we move quick. And you said there's five different pro five different products, right? So it's, the chances of having a fit are high. Yeah, I mean, there's that's like what's on honestly like a little bit intimidating on our end is anybody's our client potentially. <laughs> um, it's actually true. Like we laugh about it on our sales calls. It's like we're working with everybody from universities like warden at university of pennsylvania to food festivals like new york wine and food to music festivals like ultra music festival to conferences right so mm -hmm. it's like who's not a client at that point uh, do you have a holy grail of who, what i would love of a client to. yeah like um i mean we, we we're, we're working with a lot of the clients that i would have felt that way about like we're working with austin Steel, the live nations you know things like that um but no, I think the Olympics or World Cup, I mean, those are the largest events in the world and those would probably be the most exciting. For me personally, I'm a huge hockey fan. So if I could do the NHL's travel, I would probably be good. But nice. I feel like that's a very niche. niche. <laughs> um, Perfect. We've got a Jordan Scheffler wanting to ask about a Japan trip in two weeks. 
Yeah, so Jordan. Is that an inside? I'm not sure. <laughs> Jason, you know what that means? Because I don't know what that means. I'm going to Japan for the first time in two weeks. And I'm going with Jordan. So Aww. Jordan's my co-founder. Um, thanks for tuning in, Jordan. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. We haven't taken a trip together in a long time. Our last big trip like that, we went to Europe right after college. And we had no plan. We booked a flight the morning of to Europe. I don't even know. We like flew into Manchester or something. And then we just like were there for a couple weeks together. So this one's a lot more organized. I'm very excited for it, Jordan. I love it. It'd be interesting to see which one you end up, what you end up enjoying more, the type A or the type B trip for you. <laughs> for, me, for me, type A. But. <laughs> you expect for this to be a bit more your style. I love it. Sure. You know, we're coming down to the final kind of two minutes of the show. And it's interesting, you know, in Jordan with as your co-founder here, Let's talk about you, Jason, and, and Jordan, if you want to chime in, about these, these lessons learned. What would you say that you guys have done really well in your entrepreneurship? And what might be some words of caution for others who are looking to follow suit of what maybe not to do? Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. <laughs> I mean, I think like the biggest thing that we've learned is managing teams. Um, before this, you know, we had managed some smaller teams at our previous jobs, but to do what we're doing now, our team has grown very rapidly. Um, it's not easy, right? Um, we're not perfect as bosses. We're still learning every day as to how to get the most out of our team, how to, you know, empower them. And I used to be a one man show back in the day. I would do everything. I was mm -hmm. customer service, web development, travel. So it's hard to give up pieces of the of what you do and trust other people to do it as well as you would do it and care as much as you would because um for me that's just like maybe that's a trust thing i don't know like it's hard to I, let go of it sometimes i feel you <laughs> yeah, so it's like you know for me that's probably been the biggest um learning lesson is like how to manage teams and like be better and like you know make sure that everybody's happy and growing and like understands the vision of like where this could be in three mm -hmm. to five years and you know, what we've accomplished in two years with, you know, we're self-funded. We haven't done yeah. any venture raise or anything like that. So it's really difficult, right? Travel is not an easy space to break into. There's a super high barrier to entry, not just on knowledge, but in legitimacy and actually like having people trust you to travel um, with them. Willingness to change. Uh, like I would ask you guys, right? Have you guys ever booked travel with a company that you don't know? Like probably not. I've never um so it's amazing that we have hundreds of thousands of people booking on crew fare and trusting that in two years i mean that's incredible i wouldn't have believed that if we had talked about this you know when we started so i think that's one big lesson and then probably the other big lesson is just going for it you know a lot of people mm -hmm. think too much. it's just like there's no time to think let's just go for it and you adapt as you go like you see the biggest companies in the, in the world the amazons the apples like they launch things and sometimes it's, it's a disaster and they have to go and fix it. That's just like what it is, you know, like you can only uh, launch things in a smooth way if you test it as it's launching, right? So mm. that's been our secret, I think, is like obviously having industry knowledge, but having the willingness to do it a different way, to do it in, uh, you know, in a speedy fashion, like we've created a lot very quickly, but ultimately with the care of detail. 
I love that. I love that. Congratulations. You know, it's been amazing speaking with you and learning from you today, Jason. Unfortunately, we are at the end of our time today. We have one final question, and is that, is there a website where we can know more about how to hire your services? Crewfair.com. All right. I think Ruben's got that up there. He can throw that up there. Um, stick around for just a minute, Jason, as we do go off air. Um, but before we do, uh, well, before I say that, I would like to wish you and uh, Jordan and everyone else at the Crew Fair team a nothing but success as we move into 2024. Big things coming. Um, congratulations. And thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having us. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Stick around for just a minute as we do go off air. But before we do, we'd like to remind our viewers of what we got coming up for tomorrow's show. Yes, it's going to be about growing revenue with embedded finance. How can SaaS businesses take advantage of tech next next level monetization strategies like embedded finance? This conversation is going to be with Brandon Sorner, Chief Sales Officer at Exact Payments. Don't miss the show tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's right. Thank you again, everyone, and bye for now. Check out past episodes, transcripts, blogs, and more on our website, dojo.nearsoft.com.